Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. U.S. stocks finished lower overnight following an up and down day on Wall Street. Shares started the session trading higher following a fresh round of stronger than expected economic reports. But then sellers took over. The S&P 500 was down as much as 1.3% at one point. Then buyers stepped back in. The S&P 500 finished the session off 0.4%, about the same as the Dow. The Nasdaq's losses were a bit steeper, closing down two-thirds of a percentage. The percentages don't tell the whole story though. So joining us now for a look behind the market numbers is Vasu Menon. He is the Executive Director for Investment Strategy at OCBC. Vasu, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. So there seems to be a tug of war going on in the US markets again, a bit like last year when trade war fears were casting a shadow. This time though, it's the coronavirus dampening sentiment. In both cases, last year and now, good economic data has encouraged the bulls. So if I were to conduct a mock trial with you now, and you're going to be a lawyer for both sides, the bulls and the bears. Let's start with the bulls. What's the latest US data that supports their case for bidding the markets up higher? Well, you know, the Philly Fed just, or Philadelphia Fed, uh, just announced its uh, manufacturing index for February, mm-hmm. and you saw a big spike up, 36.7 versus 17 in the previous month, and way above market consensus of 10, which clearly shows you that manufacturing activity is quite buoyant in the U.S. Uh, you had initial jobless claims being released for the week up to February 15. It came in at 210,000 initial jobless claims, which is close to the post-recession low. So both these numbers were pretty strong, strong sets of economic data. And I think that tells you that the U.S. economy is doing fairly well. And one reason why Wall Street has done very well so far this year. So if you take the MSCI USA index, Mm -hmm. which gives you an idea of the U.S. stock market, it's up 5.2% so far this year, Michelle. Mm. That's way above any other region in the world. All right. Let's look at the Bears case now. There's plenty of new COVID-19 headlines to support their case. You know, an international trade group representing airlines says the outbreak is going to cost carriers more than 29 billion U.S. dollars in revenue this year. So, Vasu, if you are arguing on behalf of sellers right now, what would you add to make their case? (laughs) Okay. Essentially, you know, the stock market in the U.S. has done exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. The valuations are no longer as compelling, you know, uh, after having done 5.2% so far this year. The valuations are a little bit stretched in the U.S. Clearly, you know, I think the coronavirus is now in China. It's kind of stabilizing, but elsewhere in the world is picking up. Mm. And that's one reason why the U.S. stock market plummeted more than 400 points last night. And of course, yesterday we had the Democratic debate in Nevada. And Bernie Sanders came out on top. Mm-hmm. He's now seen as the best chance for to, to get the Democratic nomination. And he's not the best piece of news for the stock market because he's expected to increase taxes. You know, he's a socialist, progressive candidate. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why the stock market plummeted yesterday as well. So you've got a bit of good news and a bit of bad news in the U.S., and which is why you see the tug of war we talked about earlier, Indeed. Uh, Michelle. Indeed. So before we get your ruling on the bears versus the bulls case, Vasu, I want to look at two other factors, commodities and currencies. The price of gold has hit a seven-year high, but another safe haven, the yen, is not doing so well. Instead, the U.S. dollar is at the highest level in about three years. What do you make That's of these right. movements? One reason why the yen has weakened so much is because the U.S. dollar has been very strong. 
the U.S. dollar index is up almost 4% this year because, as we talked about earlier, the U.S. economy is doing very well, mm. and so that has resulted in stronger U.S. dollar. The other reason why the yen is weak is because of the fact that the economy is not doing very well. Japan just announced its fourth quarter economic growth numbers, which came in at minus 6.3% annualized, compared to the U.S., which posted a 2.1% growth in the economy. And while the MSCI U.S. index is up 5.2%, the MSCI Japan index is down by 4.1%. So Japanese economy and stock markets are not doing as well. And that's one reason why the yen has weakened. Gold, on the other hand, hmm. it's quite amazing. I mean, typically, when the U.S. dollar strengthens, that should work against gold. Hmm. But gold has strengthened as well. And that just tells you that, you know, the markets are worried about the virus. Right. And it's not just that. I think central banks and institutional and retail investors are also buying gold because they see gold as an emerging asset class. Because volatility and uncertainty is going to be with us for many, many years and gold is starting to gain traction as an asset class. Interesting. Okay, time for a decision. We've heard arguments from both sides. Who do you think wins, the bulls or the bears, Vasu? What is your take? (laughs) (laughs) I I think in the short term, there's probably a stronger case for the bears. The markets are going to see volatility as the virus makes headlines. But I think one should not lose sight of the medium term. The medium term picture is still fairly positive. Before the virus came on board, we had talks about green shoots, economic recovery is gaining traction. I think we're still on track. I mean, government policymakers are there ready to act aggressively, as we saw with the Singapore budget. You know, and monetary policy could also weaken further. And so I think once we go past the virus, we could see a, a, a pretty good rebound. So I think the medium-term picture looks very promising. Short-term, get ready for a bumpy ride. Great insight. Thank you. Let's turn to Asian markets now. South Korea is on alert following its first COVID-19-related death and shares there are reflecting the fear. The KOSPI is down about 0.8% in early trade. How are other Asian markets doing this morning, Vasu? Well, you know, I think Asian markets in general will feel the impact of the virus. Asia is at the epicenter of the virus outbreak. Things are stabilizing in China, or you see some degree of stability in China, but you're starting to see the infection numbers pick up elsewhere, including Korea and other parts of Asia. And of course, don't forget, the other thing that's weighing on the Asian market is a strong U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar has been extremely strong. The flip side of that coin is that Asian currencies have been weak against the dollar. That makes Asian markets less attractive for global investors because they do take, you know, local currency risk to some extent. So in the short term, at least, it looks like, you know, it's going to be a bumpy ride for Asian markets. So Asian markets will run into a bit of turbulence, I think, in the coming weeks and perhaps even in the coming months. But once again, if you look out in the medium term, if there's any sharp pullback, I think it can present interesting opportunities for investors who are prepared to take a medium term view. Indeed. Before we let you go, Vasu, 15 minutes into the trading day, the SDI was down about half a percent yesterday. How's it doing this morning? Well, you know, I mean, I haven't looked at the market right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if the market yo-yo and see a bit of volatility and perhaps even come off a little bit because, you know, Singapore is a very open economy Mm -hmm. and essentially what happens in the rest of Asia has an impact on us and, you know, I don't expect to see a big, big rebound in Singapore. There are also concerns about a weaker Singapore dollar. That's also weighing on the Singapore stock market. So, you know, I think the market will probably trade sideways in the coming days and weeks, you know. We don't see any impetus for the market to see a big rally anytime soon. Great talking to you. Thank you for joining us. Vasu Menon, the Executive Director for Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.